We are excited to be joined by our old friend Moshe Hill. Moshe is a renowned political analyst. He has written for Daily Wire, recently written for the Washington Examiner. He's got a weekly column in the Queen's Jewish Link. He's extremely entertaining. His blog is a hillwithaview.com. He has a new Twitter handle, at hillwithview. Moshe, I have missed you. I have missed you too, Yaakov. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time. We're going to get to Kyle Rittenhouse. We're going to get to Ahmed Arbery. We're going to get to Kamala and Bill Back better. But to me, the big story of the week is Joe Biden will forever be known as the man who brought down Dollar Tree. And, and this is, story cannot be uh, overrated. Biden is literally the man who forced Dollar Tree to raise their prices to $1.25. There's no turning back. To me, that is the slogan for Republicans in 2022, is let us take over Congress because this man raised Dollar Tree to $1.25 tree. Absolutely. It's, it's insane how much the, uh, the inflation is affecting middle class, lower class Americans all over the place. This, the Democrats claim to be the party of the middle class. They lost that claim years ago. Yes. And this just proves it. Um, this proves that they have no they don't care what happens to the middle class, the poor. They look down on people with Dollar Tree who, who go shop at Dollar Tree. They look, they look down their noses. They're so snobby uh, about it. You, you listen to these people on the media, on CNN and MSNBC. They're like, who shops at Dollar Tree? Millions and millions of Americans. I go to Dollar Tree whenever it's the best place to go to for your kid's uh, birthday party. You spend 10 bucks, you get, you decorate your entire house for, for 10 bucks <laughs> for my kid's birthday party. And now, I mean, thank God, you know, I'm, I'm don't need to worry about a dollar 25 versus a dollar. But I'm not a, I'm not a middle urban uh, or or rural uh, shopper of Dollar Tree, regular do- shopper of Dollar Tree. It's just it's indicative of how they view Americans. It really is exactly right. And <clears throat> I mean, obviously the gas prices, obviously car prices. I mean, you know, Biden's trying to blame OPEC and he's trying to blame gas companies for rising the price of gas. Did they raise the price of avocados too? I mean. There's no question that the, the Democrats can hem and haul all they want about we're not raising taxes on the middle class. And of course, like you said, low income, they're the party of the low income. And this inflation is disastrous more than anybody else to the low income people. I'll confess, I take my kids. This is my wife came up with this brilliant idea. We take our kids to Dollar Tree. We give them a basket. We basically tell them, fill it up. This is like their reward if like they behave like, you know, buy like 10 items a piece. I mean, you walk away at a Dollar Tree, the kids bag stuffed of, of, of toys or whatever other gadgets for like 32 bucks. I mean, uh, it, it is an amazing store. I don't know if that makes me deplorable. <laughs> yeah, it, it is so funny. So I think that Dollar Tree is a um, it, it's collateral damage to the to what the Biden administration is trying to do in certain ways. So I think that um, that with regarding the oil prices, the gas prices, they're doing what they do with what they did with cigarettes. They think, and what, what uh, Bloomberg tried to do with soda in, in New York City, they think that they can um, figure out a way to change what people do by charging them more. So they say, we're going to tax cigarettes, we're going to make it $10 a pack, and then people, we don't want people to smoke, so we're going to make it more expensive. And I think that's literally what they're doing with oil. They're using that same logic, they're doing it to gas, to gas and oil, and saying, we don't want people to use gas anymore. We don't want people to use oil anymore. We want everything to be green energy, which will figure out the technology. But we, w- we need to create the demand for people to, to 
yearn for the technology of, of solar powered and wind powered and all these kinds of things that we want because we think that we can save the world. And so what we're going to do is we're going to artificially raise the price of gas and oil by shutting down the, um, the pipelines and stopping and putting federal restrictions on drilling and pumping and natural gas, which, by the way, natural gas lowers carbon emissions. That doesn't matter if it lowers carbon emissions. That's not their goal. Their goal is not to lower carbon emissions. Their goal is to get oil, which they view as a Republican donor, out of the way, make them lose money, and then they can bring in their green donors and bring them in so they can get more power. And That's Panda, all it is. You, you nailed it. Panda to Ocasio and her green new, her ninety trillion dollar green new deal, and yearn for you know wind power. I mean, <clears throat> Trump always jokes in his rallies about wind power. It's like you go outside, oh honey, looks like the windmill. No wind today. Looks like the windmill's not turning. No television today. We'll have to wait. Hopefully tomorrow will be a windier day. This is what these people are yearning for. It's, oh, it's it's not the wind. It's not the sun. The issue is the batteries. That's not that we don't have the technology yet. We will get there probably. We're very good at innovating. We yeah. we as a human species are very good at inventing and very good at innovating. We have Elon Musk out there working on the problem. Who they We're detest, not- I would pay, I point out. But yes. Yes, by the way, because he doesn't uh, want to pay billions of dollars in taxes exactly he's he's done more for their cause than everybody else combined and they can't stand absolutely he's done more to help the planet he's more he's done more to help the human species yeah than than anybody who has voted for for infrastructure or build back better And, and when we bring his name up i have to mention i mean nasa literally had these every brilliant supposed brilliant scientist working on this issue where they had $50 million rocket boosters just slamming into the ocean. They literally lost $50 million on every single shuttle launch. And they're like, sorry, we tried. We tried for decades. There's nothing we could do. And then Elon Musk says, SpaceX, I'm not going to lose $50 million every time I have to launch, you know, and, and, and he figured it out. He literally figured it out. It's, it's the difference between private industry yes. and government funded. We have <laughs> government funded, taxpayer funded. Forget about government. Government doesn't fund anything. We fund it. Let's get to Kamala. When you're spending your own money, you get it down. Yeah. Yeah, Kamala, look, I'm enjoying not just is she imploding and is Biden imploding. I mean, Kamala's numbers are actually worse than Biden. That's almost humanly not possible. And uh, and the media is turning on Kamala, which I actually I'm not happy about because I don't want to take the target, the bullseye off of Biden, who's who's the real mess here. That's what they're trying to do. But um the vice president really it doesn't have a job. It's amazing to me that Kamala is like sitting there, her communication director resigned, and she's trying to spin herself into a decent vice president, which she's not. But like the vice president doesn't even have any official responsibility except to just basically have a pulse. And, and like yet the Biden people, like I almost sort of give them credit on the strategy here that they've managed to turn it and somehow make her the bad guy on the border and on even COVID and like, She's not supposed to be doing any of that stuff. It should be on Biden. Let me tell you something. We knew this was going to happen at the end of last year, okay? Because the media, they thought they were doing Kamala Harris uh, and Joe Biden a huge favor by making her co-president, by saying by saying that let's put the spotlight on Kamala, let's make her co-president. That way, when Joe says, 
I'm not going to be running in two years or whatever, <laughs> in 2022. Yep. He says, I'm not running for re-election, but we have this good person, whatever. And the media went along with it because the media is a, an arm of the Democratic Party. Look at the, who, who did Time Magazine make their person of the year in 2020? Not Joe Biden, but Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. He made both, they, they made both of them. That's not what Time Magazine ever does. They, in 2016, they made Donald Trump, not Donald Trump and Mike Pence. In 2008, they made it uh, Barack Obama, not Barack Obama and Joe Biden. It's not a co-presidency. So, so they thought they were doing her a huge favor. The, promise is, the problem is that Kamala Harris can't, is a deer in the headlights when it comes to when she has a spotlight put on her. She doesn't have any political ability, really, really any ability. She has no ability to lead, to take charge, to be put in charge of anything. Everything she touches turns to lead. All right. She's the opposite <laughs> of the Midas touch. It is absolutely insane. And they thought they were doing her a favor. And instead they did her the biggest disservice that she could ever get. She's a dreadful politician. And that's what happens. You know, when you choose, he Biden told us that he chose her as the affirmative action running. Mate. He literally didn't hide it. I'm choosing a woman. So if a man is the more qualified, I don't care because I'm choosing a woman. So he's boxed into a that. woman of color. OK, a woman and of color. then. Right. Well, it became because of the whole George Floyd thing, the timing. You know, he could have theoretically chosen a, a, a white woman, except that then it had to become a woman of color. So now we have to find a high profile national figures, woman of color. He didn't have honestly didn't have that many options. And, and she was like one of the first to drop out of the race. That's how poor poorly she performed as a, a as a candidate. She she dropped out so early. It was. I remember when she dropped out, uh, it was it was hilarious to me that she was dropping out so early. And I literally thought I would never hear the name Kamala Harris again. And then he chose her <laughs> as his vice president. And I was shocked. I was shocked by it. But at the time. And honestly, I guess I've been proven right because she is a terrible choice as a vice president. Oh, now, yeah, she just laughs. She's condescending. They, they can't hide it. They get like so caught up in like their condescension that they don't even realize how they come across. You know what it is? It's Republicans don't look at and this is something a mistake that I see Republicans trying to do. They don't look at, um, you know, the external factors, the man, the woman, the black, the white, whatever. I see Republicans trying to do it sometimes playing the identity politics game. It's not a good look for us. But what what we what Trump did when picking Pence is he took every single aspect of his character that that people knew would be unappealing and he found the exact opposite of of himself and that's mike pence you get every aspect of trump where, where you take away all of the um bombastity all the womanizing that trump did all the everything that all the bad things that trump had and he said you know what i need to even myself out and so i'll pick mike pence this nice guy who who is smart and coherent and is so um, proper that he won't even have a meal with a with another woman uh, without his wife present. And that way it's a balanced ticket. What Joe Biden did was saying, I'm a white man, so I need to put a black woman. That how that's how I balance. And it's like, no, no, that's not how it works. That's not balance. (laughs) That's just that's just so artificial. It's so shallow. That's how they that's how they think. Now, moving on to the. Two trials, the two verdicts that we've just gotten, the Kyle Rittenhouse, of course, and the Ahmed Arbery. And uh, I believe both verdicts were correct. I cannot say that I follow the Ahmed Arbery uh, trial as closely as Kyle Rittenhouse, which obviously we were all watching extremely carefully. But it does seem to me pretty indefensible. 
you know, that these men were making a citizen's arrest and this person was unarmed, not committing a crime. And by the way, a lot of conservatives, and we got to discuss this, including, I believe, Senator Ted, Ted Cruz, have no problem with the Ahmed Arbery verdict that these men were found guilty. And I believe the minimum president uh, sentenced his life in prison. And, you know, that, that totally debunks the notion that, like, conservatives supported the Rittenhouse verdict because conservatives are racist, which is absurd. But uh, amazingly, the media made the Rittenhouse case all about race. And not only is it not even not, not only did he completely act in self-defense, and that's very clear from the prosecution witnesses, let alone the defense, he killed white people. He shot three white men. If you read The New York Times and The Washington Post, uh, uh, their coverage of the of the Rittenhouse case, you can literally walk away not knowing that the men he shot were white because they just keep emphasizing it was BLM protesters, BLM protesters, because it doesn't fit with their race, racial narrative that the men he shot were white. I mean, absolutely. Regarding Rittenhouse, I think it was the UK Daily Mail or one of the one of the UK papers that literally said that he shot three black men. Um, I've seen tweets wow. uh, that that went viral that said until like until the middle of the trial, like I didn't even know that he shot white people. I thought he shot black people. Like this is the media lies about everything, and you cannot take their word for anything. When you whenever I see a headline from the New York Times, the Washington Post, or anything like that, I just assume that it's wrong. I assume that it is in some way spun or incorrect or just a straight out lie. Um, when it comes to Kyle Rittenhouse, I think that the fact that he was even brought to trial is is insane. We had video evidence. We had video footage that was so blatantly obvious that he was acting in self-defense um, that not only is it true, like it's so obvious that that's what he was doing, that the media had to deflect from the actual action that he took and either um, obfuscate the issue by saying that he carried along a, 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 a weapon across state lines, which not only isn't true, it doesn't even matter. Um, the, the fact that his mother drove him, also like irrelevant. Um, the, the, him crying on the stand, yeah, because if you were 18 years old and literally defending your life, literally defending your life, you would also be freaking out. But no, let's make fun of him. Let's mock him, uh, this 18-year-old this kid you know, from the middle of Wisconsin um, to uh, because he's crying because he has to live with the fact that he shot and killed two people. He shot three people and killed two people. Like, imagine the, the pain that he's going through. You know, he may be, um, the, the people like to show pictures of him smiling and, and laughing it up and whatever. There is no doubt in my mind that this kid, when he's in his private moments, is really feeling pain because it is not easy dealing with with that kind of thing i know he was defending himself and he did the right thing and he did the smart thing but it's you still took a life and he's probably very upset about it yeah you know sure. he didn't want to have to do that i'm sure he he's... wanted to go there and help he wanted to help him protect his neighborhood that's... but he also had to defend himself that's a, that's and a... so the the media was is despicable and i really hope that he sues them all to oblivion i want him to him and and uh, Nick Sandman. Nick Sandman. From, uh, from, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, from, the Covington. The, the Co Covington class. Like, I want them to be living it up on a private island, hanging out. Like, I want <laughs> them to just have, like, Nick Sandman already has his, his millions. Millions. I want Rittenhouse to be worth more than I could ever make in 10 lifetimes <laughs> because of this. And, and what he, he had to go through 
I, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. He'll probably do it. He'll lawyer up and these gutless media companies will settle like, like they did with Nick Zaman. But I agree with you. He deserves every penny. Suing, I'm sure he's suffering trauma. I want trauma. him suing every celebrity. I want him suing the. I want him suing Biden. I want him suing everybody. Like, so he, I want yeah. him to be in litigation until he's 30 years old. How, All right? be, how beautiful would that be? Having Biden, I guess, I don't know if there's executive privilege, but post-presidency, Biden having to appear in court as the defendant versus Kyle Rittenhouse. I, I mean, for calling him a white supremacist, and they still won't back down. Psaki still cannot like get up there. She's asked about this by Ducey frequently. And she cannot say, you know, the president should not have called him a white supremacist because this boy is the furthest thing from that. Be called by the president after all the trauma he suffered. I know. Absolutely insane. Let's get to COVID. Um, You know, it's amazing to me that President Biden, he gets a total pass. A lot of conservatives said this. They said, ah, COVID, once once Biden becomes president, it's not going to be the same level of crisis that it was under Trump. The media is going to downplay it. And I said, you know what? I give the media a little more credit than that. And I honestly was wrong because now you have as many deaths virtually as many. And every life is precious. I need to make that point very clear. It's tragic. I don't even like speaking about these numbers because it, it, it makes you cringe. It's so, so, so tragic. But you have as many deaths under Biden virtually as you had under Trump. And that's despite more, of va- more, deaths. Des- more deaths. And you spite, that's despite a vaccine. Trump didn't have a vaccine. Biden has a vaccine. Trump would have figured out a way by now, by the way, to get a lot more millions vaccinated, all the people that Biden's mad at for not getting vaccinated. And despite that, so Biden is much more culpable because Trump and, and Trump gave us the vaccine. You know, you talked before about person of the year. To me, 2021, hands down, person of the year, Time magazine is Donald Trump because Donald Trump saved millions of lives with Operation Warp Speed. We'd still be waiting if there were a Democrat in office. Obviously, he's not going to be person of the year. But if it were anybody other than Trump who gave us the vaccine, it's, it's a no brainer. So I, mean, what are your I, I actually that? think that I actually think that the Times person of the year 2020 should have been the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, no, that, and def- that, definitely that did it. Definitely. I know Trump. I know what Trump did. But you know what? That, that's what Agreed. the the joke of the, that's the joke of the media. But the um, yeah, the fact that that there has been more deaths under Biden than it has been under Trump. But they're not blaming Biden for every single death like they did for for Trump. Um, now they're they're blaming um, Ron DeSantis in Florida. They're blaming um, uh, who Greg Abbott in Texas. Uh, hello, they, Cuomo? They, Murphy, Newsom. Hello. Nope, nope. nope. They, those guys they do the right thing because what they do is they say um, you have to wear a mask and you can't go anywhere unless you're vaccinated. We're going to mandate vaccines and all this kind of stuff. Whereas someone like DeSantis transfers out the vaccine by age, actually follows the science says that masking kids in school is wrong. And if you want to do it, that's your decision, but we're not going to force you to do it. Same thing. And if you don't want to get a vaccine, we will work to make sure that you, that if you get sick, we will make sure that you, you have the, um, the medicine you need to get better. Whereas Democrats like the, like in New York, uh, the New York city council uh, member, um, I think his last name is Burke. I forgot his name, but he, he literally just put in a bill that says, if you don't vaccinated and you get sick, we're not taking care of you. How insane is that? Uh, yeah. That they refuse. These are the people who say that there should that healthcare is a human right. That that the government must pay for the taxpayers must fund healthcare for everybody. But if you don't live the way we want you to live, you could die on the street. We don't care. It's it's absolutely insane. And so, Biden, yeah, yeah. No, Biden. They they just obviously suspended the uh, that you know vaccine mandate because it was shot down by the court. Like twice, obviously, they're going to fight it in court. The vaccine mandate on businesses, the OSHA mandate. 
Um, but they're going to fight that one, obviously, fiercely. And people have made the point. How does Biden get away with not mandating vaccines for welfare recipients, which would not be a constitutional issue the way the mandate on businesses is because of the Commerce Clause? Like literally welfare recipients, food stamps, Medicaid. If you if you mandated that those people again, I'm not suggesting they should do this, that I would believe in this. But but if they're ready to mandate businesses and of course they're mandating police forces, fire departments, emergency workers, I mean, all healthcare workers, like how do they get a pass on that? It shows how, how science has nothing to do with this. They don't vaccinate um, the illegal aliens that are coming over across our border. They're catching and releasing into the country. They don't make sure they're vaccinated. They don't make sure that welfare recipients are vaccinated. It's not about science for them. It's about power. It's about control. And they already know that they have those people under control. Those people are, 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 are Democratic voters. They don't need to worry about them. Yeah, and, and, they're, and they're worried about backlash because it, well, one of the unspoken narratives here is there are many minorities who are actually anti-vaxxers, Democrat voters, who, for whatever reason, their culture is that they don't trust the establishment and they, they, they're afraid to get the vaccine. I don't, I'm not surprised that they don't trust the establishment <laughs> uh, with, with what's going on. They spend their entire life voting Democrat. Democrats keep screwing them over. They're still, they're still voting Democrats. You know what? It's time for a change. You know, make a make a different decision. Maybe we'll uh, it'll it'll work out better for you. Now, uh, this past election day, obviously, we had some huge victories. I know you mentioned to me earlier that you actually wrote a piece on this for the Washington Examiner, which is very exciting. So we had Virginia. New Jersey was way, way closer than anybody expected. We had a bunch of local mayoral races where Republicans won, or at least the law and order candidates won. We had Seattle. We had the write-in campaign in Buffalo, where literally a, a write-in candidate defeated a socialist over there. So what are your thoughts on all of that? Um, you know, I think it was actually really incredible. It was a, it was a great, great November um, uh, turnout. Um, I worked very hard personally, um, along with a lot of people in my community, to make sure that we had big turnout. I live in Nassau County. We swept everything in Nassau County. Republicans yeah, Nassau won, County did, did well. County executive, we took it from the from the Democrats. Um, we we took a, a district unknown, attorney, right? There was a big yeah. Not only did we win uh, with an unknown prosecutor who had thirty two who has thirty two years of experience in that office, by the way, so she's not a slouch. But she's just uh, un, uh, not known in terms of uh, she was a big time underdog. She ran against Kaminsky, right? She ran against Kaminsky, who is a state senator, very popular in his district. She beat him by 20 points. 20. That's a that's a demolishing. That's it's a shellacking. We kept the the town of Hempstead Town Council, which is big. We kept uh, the Nassau County Legislature. We even gained a seat there. So Nassau County came out big. And what drives me nuts is a week later. The representatives uh, in the House who are both Democrats, who are Democrats, which is my representative, Kathleen Rice, and up nor- on the North Shore is Tom Swazi, they still voted for Build Back Better. And they are not looking at what their constituents want. Their constituents they don't get people it. in their town, they don't ca- not only do they not get it, they don't care. They are beholden to Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, side note, Nancy Pelosi, uh, rumors are going around, and uh, I see this, that she's buying... $25 million oceanfront property in Florida. Wow. Okay. She's going to have room for a lot of ice cream. 
forget about a lot of ice cream, okay? She wow. she all she talks about is climate change, about how the sea uh, <laughs> is going to rise and, and, and take her over. All she talks about is how amazing California is and how terrible Florida is, red, red states like Florida. But she, what she's going to do with her retirement, go to an oceanfront property in a red state. That's what she's Unbelievable. doing. Unbelievable. Okay? So that so that's how, because Democrats don't live in reality. So they can look, so you have Kathleen Rice and Tom Swazi looking at the results of their district who just overwhelmingly voted Republican, and they're still going to vote for this garbage, build back, broke, build back, blunder, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, the, a deal that, that, and they think that they'll get away with it. They should not get away with it. We, as, as somebody who's going to get people to the polls in 2022, the thing I'm going to be talking about the most is the fact that Kathleen Rice, who is, who I'm, I don't even know who's running against her yet, but I know I'm going to help him, help him or her out. Uh, when, when it comes down to it, um, the, that she is still voting deep blue uh, socialist policies, and it's ridiculous. So that what they need to do is Democrats, they don't even care what their constituents say. Another thing that um, Kathy Hochul, in, uh, the governor, our, our, our esteemed governor, um, <laughs> I, just saw that, I just saw that she's still going ahead with the plan to gerrymander New York districts um, from a on a purely partisan level, even though it was a ballot um, amendment that was rejected on this vote. It was a ballot amendment that was rejected saying, should we make it a uh, controlled by the legislature, which would make it completely political as opposed to an independent body? The, the voters of New York said no. And Kathy Hochul said, screw you. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, she, as always, I see you really... Loaded up on caffeine today, as expected. Really appreciate you being here. Uh, again, a hill with a view.com and like Queen Jewish Link and check him out at the, at the Washington Examiner. I'm sure there'll be more there. Uh, Twitter, follow Moshe at Hill with View. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. I hope to do it again soon. Yes.